Hey, Cast Chasers, Christina here. We'll start the show in just a moment, but first we wanted to tell you about a new, award-winning, four-grain straight bourbon whiskey that's been taking the market by storm, Penelope Bourbon. Penelope's balanced yet flavorful taste profile comes from a unique blend of three bourbon mash bills. Currently available in three expressions, four grain, barrel strength, and toasted, Penelope is remarkably smooth and flavorful. So whether you're sipping neat or using it in your favorite cocktail, Penelope is perfect for you. Penelope Bourbon is available in select markets as well as online at PenelopeBourbon.com. Hey guys, it's Aaron. Just wanted to let you know this is part two of a two-part series. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, we obviously recommend that you go back and listen to that one. Or you can just continue on if you want to be a rebel. And if you have already listened to the previous episode, well, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Enjoy. This is Max Luntz from the Baltimore Spirits Company. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cask Chasers Podcast. I did the demolition of the first distillery myself and it was, uh, you know, essentially just in with the building we moved into. So we're now in our second distillery, which we had some, we had a contractor actually like pour a brew floor, some, some things like That's that fancy. run the electricity. So y'all, y'all got That's fancy. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I ran the lights and the outlets for the first space. Don't know how to do any of that when we moved in. So <laughs> The original distillery <laughs> was in code. a gorgeous valley. What's in code? a deep valley next to the mm. dump in Baltimore City? Nice. Um, literally next to the dump. Terroir. I mean, like, people, there'd be like, <laughs> that's right. There'd be like a, there'd be like a air conditioners on the in the driveway sometimes because someone would have like hucked one over the dump fence trying to like <laughs> steal like, no, it no, no, later. No, that's the character from the pot still um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, when the wind blew outside, the wind would like blow inside because the the, the concrete was had a bunch mm-hmm. of holes in it. I mean, it was rustic. Yeah. And when we moved in, it was a 12 room apartment complex and music studio built by like ex art kids at some point in like the mid 2000s. So it was a sledgehammer. At some point, there were too many Smash wires mouth hanging around. posters all over the place. Um, Nailed it. There was like graffiti on the walls yeah. that like stayed after we had done the ter- We just like didn't paint the graffiti wall. Nice. Um, there was somebody had drawn the enterprise in there somewhere. Uh, there was a shower head coming out of one of the walls too. Right. From where yeah. a shower yeah. used like, to be. Like in Obviously. Boondock Saints, like just a wall and then a shower head and nothing else yes, around it. That, it was exactly like Excellent. that. Um, but yeah, did all the demo, had to tear out the floor. At some point I was like sitting on the beams of the ceiling with a sledgehammer, taking out the beams underneath it. They sure. were holding the ceiling up yeah, yeah. and it was like playing, don't break the ice well, yeah. like, on it. And you were like, I'm pretty sure I'm reading it. Take this one <laughs> from underneath me and everything's going to be fine. I'm reading, Let's find an, out. I'm reading an old review from one of your whiskeys, um, years ago, um, rich notes of tetanus followed by <laughs> it's actually well written um followed now <laughs> yep. it uh instant lockjaw yeah yeah um, delicious so your cinderella story is what i'm hearing you know what i mean i mean, yeah. I mean the clothes not the it is, is kind of nice though but... to hear because i love the different stories that we get from people that start distilleries and like you know you hear going super heavy into the tech or like into the precision of it all which i'm 
fascinated by on one side. And the fact that it sounds like you guys just kind of went in there like, well, we're going to figure this out as we go. Look, I mean, we we were moonshining for like we during the business planning days, we started distilling at home. Mm-hmm. Shot Tower Gin was developed in my kitchen. We have not changed the recipe by a gram and we have won seven gold medals in international competitions. That's amazing. We developed Epic Rye and we have won the double gold at San Fran three times with that. Plus, you know, other places. But I, li- I like that competition. Um, Sounds like it likes you. Yeah, I think, yeah. They, I think they do. Um so we we did, you know, we tried to bring in a distiller because we really didn't want to be so cocky to think that we could make the spirits at the quality we wanted to do mm-hmm. just because we were, yeah, because we wanted to, right? So we, yeah. we hired a distiller. He moved here from Montana. He moved his family out here. And then he, he was with us for like two months during build out, like during some of the post like floor ripping and more like electrical days and, and helped us with some of that and had some equipment come in and, uh, and then he took another job. <laughs> Local? Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. He he moved back uh, across the country. Uh, so way, did he way come out? He like saw your operation, and he was like, About that he, "You know, head. I think it was a. Uh, I think there were some uh, some cold feet and some worry from his wife." Well, um, and look, it was a bootstrap situation. Yeah, At that yeah, point, he yeah. was the only guy we were paying. You know, like I was off payroll, um, and we were he was being paid more than anybody else, and and we would have you know. We were committed to it, and he was going to come in and get some equity uh, that would have vested after a couple mm-hmm. of years commitment. But at some point, he he got another offer from a bigger distillery out there. You, you guys might know this guy, but um, he shall remain nameless for the show. What does his name rhyme with? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Be a re- really unimaginative rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think I, I, I think I'm a, I think I do know, and if I do, if I if it's who I think it is finding a word to rhyme was going to be difficult um, the last name would be tough yeah. but anyway so it didn't work out um but eli at this point um we decided you know eli should be the head distiller he should come in mm-hmm. and um so and he so he joined uh head first we were like here's the test still like this is how you do it you just need to be doing this during the day for a while um but he had been the lead brewer at peabody heights brewery in baltimore city for about four years Mm. so he had a ton of like really high level fermentation knowledge yeast knowledge how to run a factory Mm -hmm. how to manage materials things like that so he's the ops guy uh so we didn't start with no experience and we we had some moonshining and we're using a pot still so it had more of a one-to-one relationship with our little guy i mean as much as we could have hoped for um and we started with rye and we did, we had an apple brandy fermentation going because it took longer and we were waiting for our permits to come. So we were like, they can't get mad at us for having apple juice just sitting around. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't know what's happening to what it, it over time. Into. So, yeah. uh, we had, so we, I think the first thing we distilled was apple juice. We had to do a gin run because we, at this point we like, couldn't afford a mop head. So we like had to get a product mm-hmm. out and oh boy, the first gin run. Y'all, this is a good story. Yeah, no. Started once upon a time. I'm in. Um, Once upon a time. So as a non I mean, he was a semi-professional still builder, right? Like he was a copper worker by trade, motorcycle parts, lamps, and a tattoo artist. Um, Can we, this next guy. time you're in, bring him <laughs> as well. That guy. He's yeah. cool. Um, so, but he made, he, he made patch. a mistake. And this is the last still that he did this to where he soldered the bottom of it on and did not weld it on. And since this was the biggest one he ever did, a 250-gallon tank should not have a soldered bottom. So it had a slow-drip leak. And um, so the way we were doing gin at home when we were moonshining uh, was we'd macerate the botanicals in the still um, 
and leave it overnight and then, you know, mm. put the top on in the morning and, and fire it up. So we decided to macerate the botanicals in a, a tote with the neutral at this point. So we like blended down some, we didn't know how we were going to get the botanicals out of the still because of also a bad way that the drainage was on mm -hmm. that still. Um, so we did it in a tote. And then when we pumped out of the tote in the morning, we realized all the botanicals were just sitting at the bottom and we were we wanted to distill on the botanicals. Like that was mm -hmm. important, especially for a pot distilled gin. And, and we didn't think it would have picked up enough of like the, the more difficult botanicals, like the orange peel and the mm -hmm. juniper to kind of be carried mm -hmm. it, in it at that point. So, uh, the still is dripping and it's just me and Eli at this point. And it's gotta be nine or 10 in the morning. Cause we don't know how long these runs take, you know, when you're doing it on the 10 liter still, it's a couple hours. It's cool. Well, this was gonna This was going to end up being a 5.00 AM night for us. Um, because we should start a gen run at 6.00 AM uh, mm. and it still goes to midnight, but, uh, Oh my God. So just the context of the hours that the time I never, never even thought about that before. Uh, so we're trying to figure this out because the still is dripping and we need to turn it on. We're still hoping it's going to be a couple hours and we can deal with a slow drip over time. So I'm kind of like mopping, but the, the still's dripping and it's heating up and we're like, we need to get the botanicals in there because this thing is going to happen whether we want it or not. Like we will not survive. We do not have any cash capital. We cannot mm -hmm. afford rent. We can't afford a day off. So like we were like the runs happening no matter what. So mm -hmm. how can we get these botanicals in there? So I took a, a circ saw to the top of a industrial plastic tote, which is not the proper instrument to do this with. It's like every time you, you like rev it and try and put it down on it mm -hmm. and it like jerks out of your hand and like threatens to fly across the room, but eventually Perfect. you can kind of get it in a small hole and then try and make a little progress and take some like electrical clippers, which is like the only other tool we had from running electric and try and like make tiny little snips to this thing. And eventually we get like three out of four sides cut so I can flap this thing open. And Eli jumps in with a bucket with the idea to put it in and immediately just jumps out and like hangs out of the side. And he's like, <gasps> yeah, oh, my God. only had like God. industrial alcohol in there. <laughs> and so it's just God. full of like alcohol vapor. And so he, he, we spend the next like 30 minutes, like holding a breath, getting down in the tote, trying to fill the botanical bucket, coming out and like getting as far kind of leaning out of it as you can. Oh my God. And then handing me the bucket. I'm uh, uh, chucking the, all the botanicals in the still until we most kind of have as much as we can get. We hop out. Uh, that tote. We hop out. <laughs> um, I'm just having like, flashbacks to watching Chernobyl when the divers go in. They're like, well, we've got two minutes to make it work, and hopefully we won't die in the process. Yeah. Holy um, shit. And so, and the still's dripping, right? And nobody can handle it. So there's like high proof alcohol. At this point, the boiler is not in a yeah. room. The boiler is are you, out. Are you working? It's I was like, going to say, are you working on an open flame? It's like, I was about to it's not, a, you can't see the flame in the boiler, but it's yeah. a flame yeah, boiler. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's about 15 feet away from the and still. And your top-notch electrical work. You know? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, when does, it, when, when does everything catch fire? <laughs> so, yeah. And so this pool is of like flammable liquids forming on the floor. And it's like, it can roll off the side of the brew floor, and, which goes right to the boiler. Um, so we're like, we have yeah. one really dirty mop head because we can't afford another <laughs> right, one. Right. And we're trying to like mop and do it. And eventually the still, the run happens. And we think that the coriander ended up plugging the hole because the drip slows and eventually mm -hmm. it stops. And then we settle in for a nice 16 hour. Hey, thank God for the coriander. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well, the second gen run did not stop. And we ended up, we, we, that at that point did have to kill the run because it was two people mopping, me and Eli, <sighs> full time mopping as hard as we could, hoping it would seal up. And it was actually... Uh, it was bleeding more than two guys could yeah. mop. So it was getting bigger and bigger. And we were like, we're going to die. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
so we had to like hang the still from the ceiling kick the bottom out weld on a new one because we had we had had a, a guy try and put more solder in it basically every day of the week for the first month it was yeah. there and it, nothing would take so we had to like weld a new thing on and um you're, you're like but eventually we did whiskey yeah and, <laughs> and we we did a you know fermentation it's old school wooden vat fermentation we have a, we had a square mash tun you had to dump physically all of the thousand pounds of grain in via bags we had no like mill we had no auger system anything like that um and the, it's so funny like it took four hours to do the cooling because we had one chiller loop and we didn't have a chiller so we were city water in the counterflow chiller mm. which was like you know <laughs> It's got characters. Degrees, <laughs> I don't exactly. know how. Baltimore it wasn't mixing, right? And then that those barrels, we had two barrels out of the spirit run. So it's two mashes, uh, which is two fermentations, four stripping runs to get enough low wines to do the spirit run, to do the double distillation. And the first two barrels we, we put in, let get to two years old, took it out, sent San Fran double gold. How many times I, do you walk by like Eli or whatever and he's got that thousand yard stare because he's smelling <laughs> the vapors and you have to be like, buddy, yeah. buddy, you're right. Buddy, we're he's here. Like, we're here. He's, we're safe. He's you remember the before? He's like, I remember. <laughs> but we're here now. Juniper everywhere. But we're here. Like I picture the scene of like of the the, uh, the opening scene of like Saving Private Ryan, helicopter like, noise, slow yeah. motion, and yeah. he's like picking juniper up off the ground, oh looking God. for the orange peels. Oh my God. So, <laughs> Bobby, every once in a while, Bobby will say to me, "Why don't we open a distillery?" And every distiller that we've ever talked to is like, "I'm like, no, I'm never ever doing that. I've There's never zero chance, zero chance. I'm doing." We've any interviewed actually a lot of people. We really have, and we always ask for the Genesis story. And not one has been like, no, man, I was like, you know what? Going to make whiskey, bought this building. Had some a, money. Had some money, threw a still in and coast. ran a couple of runs, you know, and had a great whiskey and, you know, sold out first night. Yeah. And, you know, it's been that way ever since. Living the dream. No one. It's always like, so the building's on fire and yeah. we couldn't put it out because <laughs> right. legally it had to stay on fire the entire time. <laughs> right. I don't know if you know that or not. But, so we only <laughs> had run one mop head. You remember yeah. that from before? It's it was a back. live jaguar <laughs> that lived in the rafters. And His we, name was Kyle. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was an, the last time Eli visited the distillery to get some equipment when we were moving into the new spot, he was in the restroom using it. And he realized that he was sharing our restroom with an eight foot black snake that had oh moved in. Oh my course. <laughs> Man, this is a hundred percent true. All the and then he fuzzies. kind of like he like backed out of the bathroom and started getting what he needed. And the snake kind of like followed uh, him around uh, and was just like, "What are you doing in here, man?" Yeah, this is my, my bad. My bad. I want to meet the asshole realtor that he, when you come in, you're like, "Hey, we're a business." You're like, oh, "What kind of business?" And they're like, "Oh, distillery." Oh, okay, Jim. You got a, a client here, and right. Jim comes out because he knows where all the shittiest places are, and he knows all the that wildlife. you're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> There's a. We were also ripping off three phase energy uh, the entire time because uh, it was an old building. It turned a hundred last year, and it had a three phase line going to it from uh, the city provider who shall rename uh, uh -huh. remain nameless for plausible deniability mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and what's his name rhyme with? <laughs> uh, other letters. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good that's that's what got him uh so there there was an ungrounded three-phase line going into the building which is like way old school and should not be done yep and they're supposed to upgrade that stuff so we call said company and we're like hey like we've got three phase in this building but it's it's like a three wire it needs to be four like we need to bring in another thing and they're like oh we don't 
we don't have any wires going into that building. I'm like, I'm fairly certain you do. There's a, there's a whole thing. And <laughs> it lights up. It. You know, it, it's got a panel and everything. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We, we won't fix it because it doesn't exist. And they wouldn't come look at it. They <laughs> oh just didn't want to fix it. We don't go to um, there. Yeah. And so, funny. so we just like, we ran it from the circuit box another person's space to like the, the stub of three phase and just ran it to our space and ran the boiler oh my god and uh good and Serves like right. and all the motors on this three phase <laughs> without a bill because they refused to admit the service existed in the first Sounds place like a like, how, how, how many exist. how many would-be distillers are just dead right now and we just never get we'll never get to talk i imagine the outside like the name you remember in like back to the future and, and when doc had that his his garage door windows would be flashing with light. Yeah, 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 right. Like, yeah, exactly. And people would walk by like, what's going on? And right. Yeah. What's he doing? And that's what the whole outside of your distillery looked like, <laughs> just flashing lights and like like a Tesla scenario going Well, the on. whole build-out was unpermitted, yeah. so it was a secret. Yeah. Um, because there was a woman in the neighborhood who was notorious for shutting down businesses before they started. So... The she first pla- thing she planted the, the black. This story thing. just keeps going. I'm yeah. telling you guys. The story. I was the, say there's a reason I'm very quiet. Right yeah. now. The first thing we did was rip out the wall in front of the old roll up because there was a wall built there, and find and we found out the roll up still rolled up. So that was a good thing. Um, I mean, it was like half in the track, and it was <laughs> hey, like wildly loud little and squeaky. Victories, little victories, little yeah. victories. <laughs> and we found a dumpster company that would slide a dumpster in with about a quarter inch of clearance on both sides into the roll up and plant it on top of the dance floor that was in there. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and we would just fill it up from the inside. And then once a week, it would come and take the full dumpster out and put an empty one in there. And we just built this thing out in secret in a room where all the windows were boarded up wow. so that no one would know what we were doing. I also didn't even know what a city permit was yeah. at the time. To be fair. Yeah. To be and fair. So at the end of the day, when I realized, oh, you need the per- like a build-out permit to do the build-out. And you need all these things to happen in order to get your business license. Yeah, I totally have one of those. All I, those. Uh, this was just here. This I found was an architect to come in and draw here. what we did as if we were going to build it and send it to the permit office. And they were like, you can build. And the next day we were like, it's done. We <laughs> have built. We have built. I'm going to be honest with Very you. Very efficient. If a permit officer or OSHA saw that, they told themselves I wasn't paid. We're not paid enough to jump into this. It's an eight hour shift, guys. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. I can smell fumes from a block away. Hides, last time you and I got together to talk about Port Escague, we discussed the 110 proof, mm. right? That was, like Kilhome and Macro Bay, that was one of my summer whiskeys. Yes. But when I want to dial it back a little bit, mm-hmm. I open up their eight-year-old. Oh. Right? The ABV is a bit lower, 45.8% alcohol rather than 55%. It's a bit softer, more vanilla, a bit more creamy. Oh. It's really nice stuff. Good. I bet even you, no, no, you you still wouldn't like it. I would it. hate it. <laughs> but it's got that subtle soft peat. Would you do a little peat? No. No. Well, anybody who's interested in a soft, more subtle approach to a PD whiskey, Port Escague 8-year-old's where it's at. All right, babe. I'm going to tell you one last time. What's that? Impex Beverages is a proud sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast. Yes. So now you make awesome whiskey and, right. other, and other spirits right. in a real location with yes. poured floors and whatnot. Aren't you snobby now with your? <laughs> do you, Do you have anything that's that's you know? Is anything duct taped anymore? Is no. there any? And we require tuxedos at work. Oh yeah, now as well. <laughs> you will. N- you don't look back. Why would you look back? <laughs> Ha <laughs>
It's on the application. Do you yeah, own a tuxedo? You better show up to the interview wearing the that's tuxedo. Right. That's, that's right. That's how it happens. Yeah. Dress for the job you want. Tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Distiller. You know, you know they're... <laughs> What is that laughing? <laughs> he eats it up, man. It makes me think your bottles are the price point on your bottles is great. Now it's, I don't know that it's you too can low. Keep, yeah, it yeah. is because to have a butler in every bathroom um, is a, you know what I mean. An hors d'oeuvres being served, yeah, you know, it's fancy. It actually yeah. genuinely is too low. I I get a I get some interesting emails being just being in the biz, and somebody sent me an email trying to unload a bunch of a uh, Canadian rye mm. and it was like we've got these are the different uh year ages that we have and this is the cost for a malt and the cost for the 12 year uh rye which was the highest end one uh for for 12 year already aged rye whiskey made in some very professional distillery mm-hmm. uh costs as much as it costs us to put a barrel down Wow. Oh. Um, and that stuff I mean that's an $80 $100 even if it's just kind of a rebrand situation. Yeah. Um, so our stuff is always is, is significantly underpriced for really what it is and kind of how long it takes us to do stuff and even from like sourcing. No, it is very good. Rye Sounds and, like people should buy it now. I think uh, <laughs> I no, honestly, and yeah. it's everywhere. I've I've seen it everywhere. And you know, the bottles are crazy attractive. I mean they're Thank like you. great I looking bottles. bottles. I really dig yeah, the bottles. They're very attractive, they're nice looking bottles. I picked those bottles. Yeah, did you? No design by committee. No. Yeah. Were they hand blown? So we got this guy, homeless guy, off the side of the street. That gets, <laughs> and we taught him so to I was, blow. I was rummaging through the trash <laughs> one day. Found you already some got this fire this in one. this barrel. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> we have broken glass everywhere, <laughs> and we thought I got an idea. You dump it in the dumpster. The guy takes it away yeah. once a week. Comes. They're back. great. They're great looking bottles. It's, it's a very attractive bottle. But <laughs> Thank you. The, the whiskey is really good, and that, that's what I was telling you before. Before we got on, is you know the story is important because we're joking, we're laughing, but the effort that goes into doing this and a lot. What we get cheesy sometimes, and we talk about you know to make whiskey, you really do have to be a starving artist, and to have that mentality. You know, a lot of people that started. I mean, Cast Chasers is a business. I mean, we're we're a form. You know, we're not. We pay overhead, but we're not paid. I mean, no. it's not doing the job. Nor yet. will we ever be. You guys are well, paid. <laughs> Well, <laughs> apparently directors are more expensive mm-hmm. than they need to be. Um, up, uppity, ouch. Uppity over there. Oh, I got but, a child but, to so provide we understand for. the pains of that and everything. But when I see, when I have a whiskey, a great whiskey, I try to remind people that, you know, unless it's like really old and it's like a fan, even then, somebody did all this work, put it in a barrel, crossed their fingers and went, well, I hope we have a good product in X amount of years. And if not, you know, and I've seen people pay attention yeah. to it too. Like right. putting putting it out there is one thing and actually getting it to the point that you wanted to. Having people latch onto it and have it take off as a whole other holy shit multi-year process. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. Definitely. And bu- the work after the work. Like I remember very distinctly the hammering in of the bung uh of the first barrels. Mm-hmm. And there you look at each other and you're just like yeah, here we go. Will this ever come out? I don't know if we can pay rent next month, uh, and like we're leaving this whiskey. in here for two years. Yeah, like, whiskey's uh, terrifying. Yeah, and you, you, and here's another layer on top of layer. You're making your own from inception. I mean, I'm so, sure some's coming or whatever, but you have the choice of, you know, you have the no. I didn't mean with you. I meant distillers in general. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah have yeah. it coming in. Some distillers, no knock on them. I'm, I'm not anti-sourcing. I'm not anti, we say it a hundred times, we love MGP. We think it's a great product. And I respect the people that 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 use MGP. But there's a certain level of respect I give people that say, no, we're going to make it from scratch. That's part of our story. We're going to, you know, 
that's impressive to me because, and I, I mean this with love and respect, that's fucking dumb. It was, <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, so, you know, it's, we, we never considered sourcing whiskey because it's just not, you know, when I say it's not why we're in it, it mm. sounds like kind of cheesy, but in a more practical sense, we, I did not have a branding idea. It took me two years to figure out the name of Epic and it, you know, I was a week late. Um, mm. And so we didn't, we never considered the idea that this wasn't a making idea. The idea of the mm. company was to make whiskey. Mm. It was not to sell whiskey or to brand, to like create a brand. Well, it sounds like it, it fits um, with kind of like the artistic, creative yeah, environment that you just, were building into. So we never, never really crossed our mind that that was a thing. I will say I love whiskey that's made in-house um, because it's rarer than people think. Right. Um, out, out of, you know, high-level stuff that's... Um, high level stuff that's new coming out of unique systems like a unique still shape or something built to spec whether it's column or pot right is not that easy to stumble upon um yeah and it's still an exciting thing so i i still get excited about it and uh but as a business person i have a lot more respect after the fact of people who who start whiskey brands right i, and I love mgp too and i'm always excited to try like especially a creative expression of it mm -hmm. where it's either aged in an interesting way or yeah. place or under certain conditions or finishing barrel things like that because the base juice is great you know those guys yeah. know what they're doing with those products they're great um, distillers and i feel like people that you know shit on mgp or whatever you're really you're really kind of spitting on the fan of the amazing people that work in that distill that yeah. is a distillery mgp yes. is a distillery making great whiskey uh, fantastic fantastic whiskey yeah right i think mostly people spit in the face of people that try and hide it right i like transparency uh, well Which yeah and i think sure. i think that's a um, that's a sure thing okay. But there's a lot of ways to start a whiskey distillery, and I do think ours is the stupidest. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> ours is the stupidest, he says. Yeah. Okay. You have some compelling stories to uh, support that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, what's uh, this is the stupidest question you could ask somebody during an interview? But here we go. Do it. What's next? Where do you get your ideas from? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I look, I look at what doesn't work. What's your favorite whiskey? No. So hey. yeah, what's what's next? Yeah, so, what's next? Katie's scratching um, out things on her list. Damn let, it. let me rephrase that question. So I, I I don't think I've ever asked a younger distillery, and you know, five six years is pretty young. Where what is your what is your point of view on age statement? Like where does that and how? Because that's a that's something you have to go against. I mean, there is a American whiskey specific, well, Scotch whiskey too. There's a mentality with they want to see an age number. Mm -hmm. um, you get into the world of bottle and bond, where now you get legal, you know, or or a straight whiskey where there's legal definition of age and everything like that. But there is this mindset of I need an age on the bottle. And if you're a young whiskey making great product you might not have that ability. So how well, do you, what does that combat look like? And what do you, what, do you, what are your opinions? You're legally required to do it for under four. Right. Period. Right. So, you know, we didn't re release anything under two years and which makes it a straight rye. Um, rye whiskey in particular, I like young. I, uh, I don't think it's the only way to do it. And we'll, we have older stuff coming and we did release a four year bottled and bond last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to have a four year this year. We're just kicking it around. Um, so we're going to have it for a while. And once we're at base four, you could take it off, right? But I don't think I would because four is like right in the top of the bell curve in terms of like in the pocket for great stuff. I, I mean, agree. You know, you're talking about there are whiskeys that are basically six to seven that are considered the best in the world. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, you're close. So we want to compete um, 
with the big boys. That's always been the goal. We mm -hmm. don't have, we don't want to be small niche. Like, you know, if you come to Baltimore, you'll see us around. Like we want everyone to be looking at Maryland as a restored heritage that where great rise being made again, that's drunk all over the world. We want that kind of like respect from all over. So we're, we want it out there. You can buy our, not the whiskey yet, although next year this will change, but you can buy our spirits in California and Washington state and Illinois and Louisiana. And we want all 50. We want international. We want everybody to be drinking it at the quality that it is now. Um, this has really gone away from age statements, but um, I, I, I like an age statement because I like to know. Uh, yeah. But it won't really affect how much I enjoy a whiskey. Um, rye whiskey, young, because it's, you know, rye is not corn. Corn sugar yeah. is boring. I mean, it's literally corn syrups. You want a lot of age in there. You want a lot of barrel character. Mm -hmm. But the spirit off the still, that rye bready note, the spicy note, you want the spirit to shine, to shine through. So we actually, we use lower char levels than most craft distilleries because we believe in the spirit. We're not trying to send you like a barrel. We want complimentary notes, but we want that spirit to be front and center. So we think we achieved that, a beautiful young rye. I think we're going to get to a three-year base by the end of this year, and then we'll never have two again, maybe some weird special releases or something. Uh, and then two more years will be a four, and I don't think we'll ever not have a four-year. Yeah, I think that's a sweet spot. I agree with you, specifically with rye. Actually, I like bourbons at that that kind of— Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's rare— I, obviously, there's some great 12 years out there. Um, I think Elijah Craig did a good job with their 12 sure. year. Um, anything past 15 starts to get a little weird for me. Although we've had a couple of older ones, and whatever. there's always outliers, there's, right? Yeah, but I think it, I like that because I think one of the struggles with newer distilleries is, and specifically in a not niche, like you said, not niche distilleries that are trying that are local or you know, craft, sometimes craft is a, is a offensive word to a distillery. Right. And I respect that too, because you're not, and to be candid, you're no, people know your distillery. I mean, I've had, I've had conversations about your distillery with people all over the industry. Um, cause these things come up, I'm local to Maryland and they're going to bring up Maryland, you know, distilleries. Um, and you come up and of course the awards you've won and everything else like that. So craft distillery terminology for you is off the table, but new, as opposed to your Kentucky and your, you know, right. You're very new coming into the show and you are holding your own. You're going to oh, 100%. Toe. Well, and uh, I mean, cause we, right. we are, are, our half joke now is we don't really like rye and we've already discussed that we do, but um, can't tell you a rye. I don't like anymore. That's right. Oh, I can, um, well, not I gonna, gonna, I but gonna I can, mean, but, um, but, uh, the, the, the thing about, it, we, we haven't even talked about like the whiskey itself and like notes and like all that. And I really like that we haven't done that, but, um, there's, it, it I was listening to you talking about, you know, how you, you, you do a, a lower level char than a lot do, and you want to really feature the, you know, the spirit itself. And I, I think that plays into it a lot. I think you're getting more of a sweetness really that you wouldn't get on. Cause I, I feel that the, the rise that I don't like are very, very heavy pepper and very heavy wood. We you also know? use beer yeast. Mm. Little, little known fact, yeah. So uh, now, now we can open a distillery because we know that secret. No, who no, no. was somebody else told us that before? Too. I forget who it was, but I, I remember. That's not it. common. It's no, not it's common. Very uncommon. Um, but uh, the guy who probably knows more about Maryland rye than anyone else in the world would be Todd Leopold. Mm. Um, Love that dude. And actually, the new uh, the triple chamber rye is really the only rye that reminds me of Epic. Because yeah. 
our still is so low rectification we pull all these insane heavy oils that shouldn't be coming out in distillation and hit the pressure i the kind of the way the pressure works in the triple chamber do you partner with thing. are you partnering with leopold is this no i wish yeah, um, yeah i was gonna say uh i wish we, we we've shared an email or two um with todd and we did, i did visit the distillery not too long ago yeah but um great but distillery. he thinks and it's it's kind of a, a theory of his i think he's run into it like in you know as a footnote or something mm. he thinks maryland rise used to kind of all be distilled or all be fermented with uh beer yeast which mm. made them a lot sweeter okay it wasn't just the corn content it was actually the beer yeast that made it a sweeter spirit than the pennsylvania rye mm. um way back and that scans to me with especially the very early heritage distillers they weren't going to have be buying like whiskey block yeast i mean they were either wild fermenting but since they come came from europe and they were scottish and irish they had mm. a ton of like beer brewing stuff so my expectation is even the earliest maryland saccharomyces <laughs> that that's Patrick a good irish accent pirate. yeah 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 thank you thank you thank you now bobby's uh, accent yeah, came yeah. that's my patrick heist <laughs> on point yeah that's my patrick heist for kentucky accent. there obviously yeah. Every time I think Lord. of yeast, I hear Patrick Heiss saying, sac- sacro- what's he say, polysaccharides. Mon- monosaccharides. Polysaccharides. Um, Why does he still just, talk to us? <laughs> I don't know. Just we, take this as a We love him to death, and company. we just keep harassing him. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, so you're making a great product. You, you've come a long way. I like the idea of just keep keeping it. If it works, you know, keep moving forward and everything. You're winning awards left and right. I'm... I'm a little whatever with rewards, to be honest with you, because you know it is what it is. I, I'm I'm happy. I know you. I know it's a. It feels good. The um, first one was a real substantial right. feeling for yeah. for the first b- bottle of whiskey that had ever come out to yeah. win to win something, and then also the one you know something we had never won before, and something that it was hard. The other winners that year were like Knob Creek single barrel yeah. rye yeah. cast yeah. strength, yeah. and it was it was like only big boys and old mm. boys and we were this like weird right and then that's two so and a cool. half year yeah, old yeah. distillery that's so awesome um that that's when i really like awards but it's right when that happens yeah but awards are really ne- neither here nor there you, you put enough stuff in you'll win some stuff it's uh i do actually you know as much as i wish that it was a life changer uh also consumers don't care even a tiny little bit sure for yeah. those for <laughs> like first hand friend new york acsa adi that doesn't doesn't not even a, a mm. drop i i found attention success in whiskey is you know if you can get to enough if you can get into enough groups or you can get into enough tables or you can get in front of enough people um once if it's good it's going to do well and that's and i know we pick on allocated and you know people like things because of the bottle and because of the hype those those aren't really it's 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 people aren't running out to buy those. That's why they're allocated. They're not running out to buy Blantons because they can't physically. They talk about it a lot and they bring it up and they celebrate it. But they're running out buying the good stuff that they can get that is obtainable. You know what I mean? And if you're running out to get a rye, uh, whiskey, you're, you're specifically looking at rye or any... I haven't had your, your gin's good. I have had your gin. Yeah. As a matter of fact, your gin we was the one gin that we don't like. I liked. Gin. I liked we a don't lot. like gin, but there's um, like three that we've had that we're like, oh, wow, that's really I, good. I, and that's if, one of them. You know, and... People for some stupid ass reason listen to us. Um, I don't know why. We we had somebody at the tasting that was like, uh, "I bought everything you guys have ever talked to." Literally, yeah, he, yeah. He bought. He had a whole his whole shelf was just stuff. Buy this whiskey. Buy you know. Look for this on the shelf. I think you know, uh, specifically our East Coast buyers and everything. It's worth your money. It's a good price point. You're paying too little right. for what you should be, in my opinion. I think it should be worth I'm a lot more. One hundred percent. I'd pay that. more. Um, I would totally steal it. I would totally you know rob it. 
uh, a store and take the bottles. I think it's that good. Gun to and, your head. Uh, yeah, gun to your head. <laughs> and um, so I think you're great job. Bravo. And um, I'm happy you guys are so local, too, because hopefully we oh, can come visit. Absolutely. And we, we will. Whether we're yeah. wanted or welcome or not, we <laughs> and we feel will. comfortable coming to visit because if we break something, we know you can fix it or just work with it. That's and right. And it's, 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 it'll be it's in your DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottle, <laughs> just toss it in the flaming trash can over there. Yeah, sounds foolproof. That, that's a whiskey term, also. <laughs> foolproof. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is, is, that, is that our awkward end of the yeah, conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, that, that's it. Um, where aside from everything we've talked about. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? What Physically you like find you. Where are you? Where are you? Full, full plug. All the our, things. Our yeah. social, your social security number. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, what, whatever you want. Home people, address. Hang on until people. after the bump for my full <laughs> social security <laughs> yeah. number. Um, yeah. Full full plug. Uh, we've been talking about Epic Rye, E-P-O-C-H, and Shot Tower Gin also came up. Uh, beautiful stuff. We are in Baltimore City. We're in the Hamden neighborhood, technically Medfield, but you'd know it as Hamden. Uh, in the Union Collective, we share the building with a Union Brewery and a winery and a coffee roastery and an ice cream manufacturer, and it's a cool day trip. Uh, I want to plug our tour experience. It is new, and uh, there's really, I don't think it's like anything else on the East Coast. We will do History of Rye, then we'll take you through production. Uh, but of course, the main event, you will taste four different versions of Epic Rye, a three-year one finished in a Laphroaig barrel, one finished in a Pinot de Chiron barrel, and one finished in a toasted barrel. You will taste each of them. You will get to decide if you were a master blender, how you would blend them into your perfect version of Epic, and we will blend and bottle that, and you will leave with that bottle. Uh, it's 50 bucks. Uh, once again, super under uh, underpriced. Um, we do it every weekend. We do three sessions a weekend, and everybody is loving it. It's been happening for about a month now, and it's awesome. That's I love dope. It. Yeah, and you, uh, didn't I you also uh, just open or reopen or redo your the new tasting, tasting room. room yeah so yeah. that's where this will happen the the baltimore spirits company cocktail gallery we got a law changed in 2019 it's another part about it being a distiller is you start getting into the politics mm-hmm. uh so we we got a law changed in 2019 that does allow us finally to be able to do full cocktails and we built it out during uh the covid shutdown and now we are a full-fledged cocktail bar with an awesome cocktail program still doing tastings and flights there's just drinks now to go along with it um and it's uh in the in the same building as the distillery so wow. come check it out awesome i can't wait yeah awesome tour let's go now yeah yeah i can't wait to take advantage of your courtesy when we come there <laughs> that's what happens so we have these interviews yeah, yeah. no thanks man for being here that's, yeah my uh, pleasure i appreciate you inviting yeah. me on get out <laughs> <laughs> like old 1920s radio Our listeners are like, that last bit's always awkward for me. It's always weird when they do that same joke again and again. Why they have to be so mean to They're stupid to their their guests. But full of love. That's what we are. (laughs) I'm, I'm stopping recording. I think that's for the best. All right, Chasers, that'll do it for now. If this was your first time tuning in, what took you so long? All jokes aside, we're so happy to welcome you to the Cast Chasers family, and we definitely hope you'll come back for more next week. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, in short, wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can even join our Facebook group for bonus points. And if you want even more Cast Chasers, check out our website, castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chaser swag, and more. Until next time you join us, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.
one, two, three, yep. one, two. That's good. We yep. bought a new board, so I don't know what that <laughs> does for you, but I'm get proud. ready. Super proud <laughs> of it. Yeah. Do you like tech? Just so you know, <laughs> we have a new soundboard. So the Zoom Live Track L8, since you asked. Does it really? 12 in, 4 out, oh, if man. you know what I mean. <laughs> That's not morning date. We're rec- television. Ooh, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is usual. Oh, that is. depends on who you're asking. That's true. <laughs> All right. 